the book written by Paul to the church in Colossia. Um, it's a church that Paul probably never visited himself, just heard about um, through letters. Letters written while he was um, um, in, on the house arrest in Rome. Um, and, um, yeah, it was a church um, that Paul um, found encouraged him. He'd heard of their faith. But it was also a church that faced many challenges. Um, it was in an area where it had lots of other religions um, also going on, competing beliefs. And so he was writing to encourage the church um, to stay strong in the gospel. That's what the first part of the um, letter is, staying strong in the gospel, remain, rem- reminding them that Christ is the focus of everything. Um, and then he went on moving about how they, how they as a church and people and as believers move away from an old ways of life into new ways of life. Um, that's the middle part of his letter. And then towards the end, he looks at how he, um, his kind of prayer requests and um, gives them an update on how others um, that are sharing the gospel and other parts um, are doing and what he's heard from them. So that's where I'm going to be looking at today, um, Colossians um, 4, verses 2 to 6, which is his prayer letter, basically, for his, his, his evangelism and how we can then use that um, in our own everyday evangelism. Um, so it goes like this. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may pro- proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation always be full of grace, seasons with salt, that you may know how, how to answer everyone. So from this, I'm going to um, pick out three main points. Um, first one is prayer. Second is um, stepping out or stepping forward in your faith. And third is keeping it simple, keeping it to the gospel. Um, so firstly, prayer. Um, Paul starts this letter, starts this passage, um, using the words, devote yourselves to prayer. Now, when I think of the word devote, I don't think of it as something that you kind of do every now and then. I think of it as something that you should be doing all the time. Um, in other letters, Paul's used the words, pray continuously. Um, that's what I believe he's getting at here. That, um, to equip us with our evangelism, we, we need to be saturated with prayer. Without, without God in our, um, in our lives, without God um, in the conversations we have with people, um, he can't change their lives, he can't move in their lives. We need to um, be persistent in prayer, something that we continually return to, return to God with thanksgiving, but also being wary um, of our motivations for prayer. Um, sometimes you can just pray for the sake of it. That's not what God wants. He wants us to be praying because he want, cause we want to have a, that communication with him. We want, we, we want to have that relationship with him. And so through prayer, we can take our focus back to God. Reminding us that all we do is through his strength and not our own. It also helps us, helps to remind us the reason that we evangelize, the reason that we um, live our lives out as Christians, different to the way that the world does, different to the way that the world says we should live our lives. And that um, our focus is to do everything for God's glory, to further his kingdom, to show his love to those around us. Um, So... My hope is that through what I'm going to share, to, um, share today, um, that we can be urgent in evangelism, motivated by God's amazing grace, um, which he's shown through us through Christ's life, death, and resurrection. Um, the words 
Um, Paul uses through the passage also um, give a, some idea of what Paul wants from his prayer and what he prays for in terms of um, assisting with his evangelism, with his, his sharing of the gospel. The first of this is um, the pray that God may open a door. This is an opportunity, an open heart, um, someone that is willing to listen to the gospel and also that um, someone that wants to receive that has an interest as well. Um, pray that people's hearts can be softened. Pray that um, our message will land on good soil, land, land in hearts um, that need to hear it. Earlier in the, earlier in the, uh, he also alludes in the second part of this part to um, so that we can declare the mystery. And this mystery doesn't um, explain it in this passage, but earlier in Colossians, in Colossians one, um, verses twenty-six, um, this mystery is um, described as Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's ultimately what it's all about. We're showing the difference that Christ has made in our lives, and the hope that we have through that and how um, that's influenced our lives, and how we truly believe it can influence those, of, um, those lives of the people around us. Um, this is the hope that we have, that through what Jesus has done on the cross, we have um, forgiveness of sins and internal life, uh, eternal life in his name. So it's nothing to do with what we've done, it's all to do with what Jesus has done and achieved on the cross for us, um, completely undeserved, um, amazing grace that God has shown to us in that way. The second is that the message is proclaimed clearly as they should. So Paul recognizes that the message that we've been given to share is a message of great importance, a message that um, people need to hear. Um, it's a message that has power to change lives with, um, and sharing God's love with those around us. And that we need to have this as our focus, that we need to be proclaiming the gospel to people. It's the gospel that changes lives. It's God's it's God's message to us. We don't need to alter it. Um, God's written, written, inspired the writers of the Bible um, and the writers of the gospel and through Jesus' life, the way that it needs to be, the way that um, others can accept it. We don't need to alter things and change them, try and make them fit into today's world. Um, today's world fits into the gospel, basically. Um, and we may not know how to approach every conversation. I know when I first started university, um, my first proper evangelism was um, helping out with handing out water on a Friday night. Um, and you get people coming down the stairs. And I, I went in there with the mindset, they're drunk. They're going to be no use, no, no rubbish conversations. That how am I ever going to have a conversation with these guys? In the first couple of weeks, I was a little bit like that. And that attitude kind of clouded my way. But seeing how the others that a little bit more experienced than me, been doing it a bit longer, um, just seeing how they went about their evangelism and how they were just continu- continually reliant on God, reliant on the Holy Spirit to guide them in those conversations. So yeah, you come across difficult subjects. At university, everyone's questioning everything. So of course, um, the conversations you have are challenging. Um, but continually reminding, they were continually focusing and returning back to the gospel. Um, so you could go around all the science and everything, but ultimately they were trying to bring people back to gospel, back to Jesus. And so um, through prayer, before we went out, we'd remind ourselves that that was the focus, that it is to share Jesus' love on campus. It was to share Jesus' love 
in our lives, to those around us, to those that don't know it. And that was our kind of mission statement. That was our um, that was the mission, mission statement of the whole Christian Union. It was to give an, every student at Swansea University the opportunity to hear and respond to the gospel. It's a pretty big challenge, but one that um, we believe with God's help that we could do. Um, so as we continue to um, spend time in God's presence, bring things to God, um, become more aware of his heart for the lost, more aware of his heart for those around us. And again, that helps us with our... Um, as, as we live our lives, we can see, um, we become more aware of um, what God wants us to do, and we can become bolder in knowing what to do as well, bolder in our actions and stepping out. And if we bring things to prayer, God loves to answer our prayers. I can remember another time during a missions week, um, we spent a morning going around with a whiteboard. We, we had it on it, written on it, um, what's your favorite book and Why? We were basically just asking people what their favorite books were and the reasons for it. And when we got in these conversations, our aim was to then share a little bit about why we felt the Bible was so important and share a little bit of our faith through that. And we had spent a morning doing this, and we didn't really have that many conversations. Weren't many people that were responding to us. They were kind of saying, I'm too busy, I've got a lecture, I've got to go home, getting my lunch, whatever it was. And so I... At that point, I was feeling a bit like, what's the point? I'm standing out here in the cold and rain. This is Wales, so it does rain every day. Um, but no, I then just turned to God and walked back up and down this path. Every single time, before I came to every single person, I said, God, okay, just give me an opportunity to talk to this person. Um, let them actually respond and kind of share what their favorite book was. And for the next 10, 15 minutes, I walked up and down. Every single person that I stopped and asked had a conversation with me, shared their favorite book. I was able to share a little bit of what I, I believed as a Christian. And it was just incredible to see how God was working in such a small little things. We sometimes go to God in the massive things, but in the small little things, he's working too. Um, it's easy to forget that at times. Um, so that's really prayer. Um, the second one is stepping out. Um, Paul prayed for opportunities, but then also it shows through, um, if you read Acts, you show through his um, journey and the journey of the other disciples that they were also willing to step out um, into areas that they didn't know, where people were that they didn't know, and um, share their faith, um, share their faith in situations that may be challenging, where they face um, challenges from those around us, conflicting um, and beliefs. And if we look at the um, Great Commission, um, it says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So this isn't something that we just wait around, wait for it to happen. This is a proactive stepping forward. Um, we're given the opportunities. We should be um, blessed in taking them. And Paul also um, understood this. Um, in verse 5, he goes, Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders, um, which is what it says in my NIV version. But in the ESV version, um, it's translated as walking wisdom towards outsiders. So again, it's in a forward movement. It's walking towards people. It's um, showing a willingness to share the gospel with them, to meet them where they are, rather than getting them to come and meet you where you are. Um, as we, um, and as we do this, um, we're revealing some of Jesus through our actions. So we're willing to 
go forwards towards people. Jesus went towards people. He went and met people where they are. So we go and meet people where, we, where they are as well, where it's maybe a bit messy at times. And we show some of God's love, some of Jesus through that. Um, I mean, as a church, we've been looking at the four um, character, character words um, over the last few months. Um, of genuine, thankful, generous, and courageous. All characteristics that Jesus had. So we can get them into our lives and get them into the way that we are with other people. That, again, shows a little bit of what Jesus is to us and what um, he can be to them. And through, um, through the passage, Paul also acknowledges that um, he's faced suffering for, for this message. He's faced suffering for the gospel. Um, he talks about his chains. He talks about his imprisonment in Rome. And I'll tell you now, sharing the gospel, you know, it's not going to be roses all the time. It's, you do get opposition. You do get people that um, disagree. Um, gospel is... Offensive. It does go against what people believe. It does go against what the world's telling them that you can do everything in your own strength. That you can, um, you don't need anyone else to help you. That you've got all the skills that you need to be successful um, and to get by in life. The gospel flips that on its head. It says that no, we can't do this without Jesus. Jesus is the only one that's been able to achieve, um, live a sinless life that none of us can do. Um, but then the gospel is also a massive, gospel, massive, massive message of hope, message of love and acceptance, and it has the power to change lives. So let's not let the opposition that we may face, um, the challenges that people may um, throw at us, be, be the reason that we don't evangelize. So let's focus on what the gospel is, which is hope, love, and acceptance shown to us through Jesus and what we as Christians are called to show to the world as well. Yeah. So when opposition comes, we do have the two options. We have the option to allow it to push us back, push us into our shell, kind of go back and um, block things out, stop evangelizing, or you can step forward, be courageous in the way, sharing the gospel, putting our trust in Jesus and what he's achieved for us. And when we do this, when we, when we stand up to opposition, if you get, it raises questions in people as to why um, we believe what we believe. Um, remember another story. Um, university. Uh, um, I was out asking. We, it, was a, it was in the build-up to our Christmas event. We had a. Um, it was a master's student or PhD student. He had masters and GC, um, um, degrees that I had from my GCSE. So he was, in terms of knowledge and scientific knowledge, he was right up there. And he he just spent about 20 minutes just bombarding me with science and science and science, stuff that went over my head, and I was just there like, I haven't got a clue. Um, but he came along to the event, and from coming along to the event, he came along to Alpha. Now, I left the university after this, but I know that he was still in contact with many people in the CU. He did the whole of Alpha, and his whole outlook on how Christianity had no relevance with science at all was completely shattered by talking to these engineers and scientists that were Christians as well. So if, if we allow God to use us in these difficult situations, he will do it for his glory. Um, and you will see amazing things through that.
Again, now, more simply, when I go um, at work nowadays, most people, when you go to work tomorrow, will probably ask everyone what they've done at the weekend. Now, how often would you, maybe you do, maybe you don't, you respond, yeah, I went to church, I go to church on Sunday. Well, that's such a simple way of just sharing a little bit of your faith. I remember doing it when I was um, posty, when I was managing in Fairham. Um, and Posty goes, and then the response was, I used to go to church when I was a kid, but I don't go anymore. I could have just, three or four years ago, I would have just said, oh, fair enough, and gone off. But no, I asked him, so why don't you go anymore? Why don't you feel it's relevant for you anymore? And it opened up a whole conversation where I was able to share why, I, why the, um, the gospel, why Jesus is relevant to me, why I believe it is relevant to him. And there were other posties around that heard that. I, know, I may never know what effect that little conversation had. I trust that God will use the seeds that I planted um, to grow. And there may be someone else, two, three, four, five years down the line, that has another conversation and takes this person on a step further and another and a step further. And then one day they come to know Jesus, their Lord and Savior themselves. Yeah. So we have... We have a limited time on this earth, so let's make the most of every opportunity that we have, allowing God to use us, which he loves to do. He, could, he, could, um, he doesn't need to use us um, to share the gospel, but he chooses to. He's got the power to um, bring people to him all on his own. Um, we've got friends at university that have been brought to Jesus just from room, sitting in their room, just fed up with life, struggling with anxiety, just give their life to Jesus just like that. No, no Christian influence whatsoever, and they came to Jesus. But he also loves to use us, he loves to use us, um, his children, to share his word. And the third area I want to look at from Paul's letter is keeping it simple. It's keeping it to the gospel. It's so easy, the temptation is to kind of water down the gospel or move away or adjust it um, to kind of fit, make it feel, make it more palatable, I guess, for those around us. Um, but that's not, that's not what um, God wants, and that's not what Paul is um, saying either. He's going, um, he talks about having our conversation seasoned with salt, seasoned with Christ. That's who we're sharing. We're sharing Christ. Um, we use salt in food. Um, it's used to add flavor. It's used to add... Um, our taste um, to the food. We don't use it to make something w- worse. It's the same with our, our lives. We share Jesus um, to, have, to have flavor to the world. The world needs more of Jesus. The world needs more um, of the gospel. Um, and we are God's way um, of showing, showing that in the world. Um, as as um, Jesus said, we're called to be salt and light in the world. We're called to be different. We're called to be um, God's people and to show, um, show God through our lives yeah, we are Christ's ambassadors on this, on this world we're, we're also sharing a great message we're sharing a message of the perfect sacrifice of Jesus dying on the cross um, and that should be the focus of our evangelism it's a story of great love of great um, Compassion and grace for us and for those that don't yet know it. Um, and Paul, when Paul uses words that I may proclaim it clearly as I should, he's speaking, speaking the mystery of Christ. 
It's a great privilege that we have to share this message. It's a great privilege that we have to share the gospel with those around us. Um, through what Christ has done on the cross, through with the message that we're sharing, um, we have a great hope both for now and for the future, a great hope that we should be sharing with those around us. Um, so often we can get caught up in um, answering questions on different theologies and how science fits into God or God, well, God, how, yeah, how science fits into God, uh, not the other way around. Um, but then you miss the message of the gospel. You miss the um, mystery, um, Christ, that people uh, want and, well, need to and want to know, um, even though they may not realize it. And this is a temptation I fell into so many times when I start university. I'd go in and I would um, have a conversation with someone and I'd spend half an hour, 40 minutes talking to them and then wouldn't mention the gospel at all. I'd just be going around the theologies. And you leave that and you look back now and you think that conversation was effectively worthless. They don't know anything about Jesus from that conversation. They don't know anything about why he's so important in my life. Whereas if we have a five-minute conversation with someone, or even a one-minute conversation, but you share the gospel in that one minute, and that's infinitely more important. Jesus is the one that saves, not the knowledge of how everything works. It's Jesus. So it's Jesus that we should be sharing. And when, we, when, we, when we're real with people, and when we stand up for what we believe, you get more respect from that. You get more interest from that as well. I've had people, conversations, um, people that really thought that they would come to me, share, where they, share their beliefs in life, and think that they get completely disregarded by me, disregarded by us um, as Christians. But instead, when we can show love and acceptance to people, show um, Christ through the, way, through the way we act, um, not, um, not judging people for the way um, they choose to live their lives, um, just showing Christ, and we get so much more respect. Um, yeah, I'm alluding to a conversation I had with a bisexual person who, who after having a conversation with me, decided he wanted to come along to a um, Christian Union event. And he came along for a few weeks. Um, I didn't see him at a Christian Union event after that, but I'd still see him around campus and still say, hello, how are you doing? It's all about building relationships with people, building um, trust with people and just showing how important this message is to us. In one of the most famous verses in the Bible, um, it's written for God in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, um, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And so often we can stop there. That's, bit, that's all right for us, great for us Christians, but what about non-Christians? What about those that aren't yet believers? Carry on to verse 17. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save it through him. This is a message of love where God has reached out to us to provide a way for us to be restored in relationship with him forever, a relationship he wants with each and every one of us. Maybe you're here today and you don't have that relationship yet. Um, we still have more questions you want to ask. Um, if so, please don't leave today without talking to someone you came with. Talk to me, talk to Andrew, talk to another one of the leaders. Um, we'd love to chat through with you wherever you are and help you on that journey to um, discovering in great love grace that um, God has shown through Jesus on the cross. And as I come to the end, um, 
I hope that you're seeing that evangelism doesn't have to be something that can be feared, doesn't have to be um, something that is only for people that can stand in front of hundreds of people and do these great, um, great preachers. It's something that we can have in each and every one of us as part of our everyday lives. Um, throughout my time at university, a phrase that would basically become a catchphrase for us as students would be doing life with people. That's ultimately what it's about. We're all in different situations. We're all teachers, um, business people, um, students, uh, parents. We all have... We look in this room, we've got most of the areas in Alton, all of the areas in Alton probably covered. And so we all have our own, um, own spheres of influence, our own spheres of, um, our own areas that we can share the gospel in. Um, we've been put in those for a reason. So don't, so don't um, shy away from using the areas that you've been in to share the gospel. We're in there for a reason. If we're, all the, if we're all exactly the same, then it would be a boring church. If we're all um, teachers, it would be a boring church. If we're all... Not that there's anything wrong with teachers. <laughs> yeah. But you'd just be, you'd be having a, um, just a sole focus on one area and everything else, what, what happens with them. No, we're called to be different and we're called to... Um, Jesus is, um, God's created us um, to be different. Maybe you've spoken to someone before. Maybe you've um, tried sharing gospel with a friend, a family member, a colleague at work before and kind of had it thrown back in your face or haven't got very far, um, don't feel like God's working in your life. Um, just want to encourage you, the seeds that you planted in those situations can still bear fruit. I look back at my first year in university and I have flatmates that weren't interested at all in the gospel, weren't interested in, at all in my faith. Um, and then towards the end of second year, I remember um, one of them, he came down on a Friday night, came out of the club, and he came up to me and said, I've been thinking recently. Um, I want to get back into looking at Christianity and what that's all about. Can I come to church with you? So I said, yeah, of course you can. So he came along to church with me for a few weeks. And I did um, a thing called Uncover, which is John's Gospel, um, in kind of six Bible study um, sections with him and he's still not a Christian today but again I, I know he's I've seen how God's worked in him over my time in university and I pray that one day I'll get a message um, that he has made that step to follow Jesus and to follow um, and to give his life to Jesus and for those of you that aren't that confident maybe um, a little bit skeptical about stepping out and being bold in your evangelism and tell you about a friend that I lived with um, for a year at university, the quietest guy there is, um, really shy, um, struggled, um, struggled socially, um, would barely talk to me, let alone anyone else. Um, when I came back to Swansea this year um, to help with their events week, their missions week, he, he'd agreed to have his um, testimony um, written up and shared online. So his testimony got shared to it's over 6,000 people at the moment. Absolutely incredible. He, was, um, he put himself um, willing to welcome people on the doors, to share a little bit of God's love in that way as well. So it's not about um, running before you can walk. It's about building up. I never started by being able to um, stand at the front and share the gospel with um, 
people that came will be confident in conversations. But each, each step you take is a step. And we just call, um, I just urge you to keep striving to grow in your faith and grow um, in your evangelism. And as Nathan um, said a few weeks ago, everyone's story of faith starts with an invite. Some people just take longer to accept it. So um, I'm just going to finish by praying, and then I'll invite Andrew back up. Um, so yes, Lord, I thank you um, for this great message that we have. I thank you for the amazing gospel that you've um, revealed to us, the amazing um, grace that you've shown through Jesus, Lord. And I pray that as we um, go out, that this will be a message that we can... Um, that we want to share in our lives, Lord, that we can go out with boldness to, Lord. And I pray that um, you'll just equip us, Lord. You'll um, fill us with your spirit as we do that, Lord. Um, that we'll know that you're with us, Lord, and that we can um, go out with confidence. And that we'll see many lives um, changed through the words, Lord, and many lives um, returning to you and turning to you. In Jesus' name, amen.